Hello, everybody. Thanks for jumping in to another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. I hope you're doing really well. So today on the show, we've got a really cool guest. Her name is Angela Cooper, and Angela's a co-founder of TMC Kids. And TMC Kids is a movement practice, a movement class for kids. Uh, so they they have small groups and they take kids and they teach them movement. And it was really cool to have Ange on the show. Of course, I've known Ange for a couple of years, so it was great to learn more about her story. Uh, Ange is a co-owner of TMC Kids alongside her brother, Rod Cooper, who's been on the show a couple of times, which is cool. And finally, uh, it was really good because a lot of people try to do uh, business extensions or brand extensions, uh, different types of classes, different types of offerings for kids. And very few do it really well. And Ange and the team are really crushing it. They're servicing over 200 kids, I think, at the moment. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and they're very well known in the area. Um, so it was really cool to find out more. And if you're not obviously in this area of business, there's still a lot to learn here. One thing to consider when you're creating something for kids is you've almost got a two-sided service business so you have the user of course which is the kid uh, and then you have the buyer which ultimately is the parent uh, but from a marketing perspective of course both of them are coming into play and you have this sort of organic thing happening together so it's not quite as simple as what it may seem uh, and it's very difficult to do really well so you can learn a lot from this conversation I think uh, and it was really enjoyable. So we'll jump in. Before I do, quick public service announcement. There's a couple of new downloads up on the site, which have gotten a lot of great feedback. They'll, I think they'll be really helpful if you're in small service business, people facing health and wellness, coaching, uh, training, or even if you're contracting as well. The first one is called Nine Key Skills for Small Business. And these are key learnable skills for small business owners, creators uh, to help you on your journey, proven from literally hundreds of conversations with business owners in the last year. Number two is a book or an ebook all about marketing. It's called Resonance, How to Humanize Your Marketing and Understand Marketing from a more, I guess, palpable, uh, digestible level and have a lot more fun with it and really start to connect with the people that you want to serve kind of at that human level and build resonance. So check those out on the site. All right, uh, let's jump in. This is John Marsh. You're listening to the Access Potential podcast. And today I'm here with Ange Cooper. First, thank you for jumping in. Really appreciate it. Um, I would love to know a little bit of backstory. And I know that uh, we met it's a couple of years ago now. And so I've been able to see some of TMC kids and a lot of the amazing work that you do with the kids and what you've created. But I don't know kind of what came before that. So I'm really interested in, and maybe just for the audience, if you could take us back to, you know, like growing up, what got you into this place where you were, you know, excited about teaching kids movement? What was a bit of the backstory? 
Yeah, for sure. So I guess my movement journey began when I was five. I started a tap dancing class and then the following year I picked up a ballet class and then the following year a jazz and then a contemporary and then before I knew it I was training four times a week, you know, when I got a little bit older. So I loved dancing and then I did all of my ballet exams and sort of started to take it a bit more seriously. When I was 12 years old, I had a teacher that had been a professional dancer and that sort of, sort of like a light bulb moment, like that's what I want to do, that would be so amazing. So then that's when it all sort of started when I was 12 and she sort of took me under her wing and she was like my mentor and my parents were lovely enough to let me leave school after year 10 because I was just adamant that's what I wanted to do. So then I left after year 10, I left school and just studied full-time ballet, did all my ballet exams, finished all of those, uh, jazz, tap. We did national character as well, so we competed in Steadfords and all sorts of stuff. And during that time, she taught me how to teach kids as well. So that was a big part of it. So that's what I did as a job. Um, and then started the point where you go to all these auditions. It was like every weekend going to Sydney, you know, wearing this number, you might have been one of 300 people or whatever going in, didn't get the job, you just go back every weekend whenever there was an audition. And then finally, um, I got an email to say that I got a job. So that was where my professional career started and how I grew up just dancing. What uh, what does that look like exactly? Like, what's the life of the professional dancer? What kind of work are you doing? What does that feel like? Sure. Depends on what avenue you go down. Obviously, if you're going to be a ballerina, you might go in a company when you're much younger, maybe, you know, 12 or 13, they take you. Um, I didn't have the feet to be a ballerina, so that was, she was very honest with me with what I could do, and I was quite short as well, so I wasn't going to be a showgirl. Um, so cruise ships was always something that really interests me and, you know, it was a way to travel and see the world and something that was within my ability and my build and um, that's what I started to audition for. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. So then you, uh, did you do that for a little while before obviously open this place and yeah? So um, when I was 18 I got my first job and move over to America and I did that for seven years. So I was working for the same company, but um, the longer I stayed with the company, I didn't intend to stay that long either. Um, you'd work anywhere from six to eight months on a contract. Um, you didn't have to re-audition, but you're, you got a bit more senior within the company. You got to request what ships, what runs you wanted to do based upon maybe what shows were on board that ship and things as well. Um, and yeah, I just did it. I usually would come home for maybe two months at a time or a month and then I'd go back again for a, a six to eight month contract. I think the longest contract I did was about ten and a half months. Yeah. And then um, Rod, my brother, was living overseas at the time. He was in Canada. So there's a couple of times on my way home I would call into Canada and see him and then come home and it was one of my last contracts I went to go and visit him and he had this idea to start the gym and then um, that was really cool. It had nothing to do with me, but that's what he was doing. And for me, coming home, I was ready to come home, but I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew it was always going to involve kids okay. and working with kids in some capacity. Was that from those early days of teaching them? You just loved it? Loved it, yeah. So in between my contracts too, so uh, there was one 
period where I did come over for about six months. It was a bit longer, so I did work for a few different um, dance studios and went back to the one that I had learnt and trained at as well. Um, yeah, so that was always, yeah, I knew I was going to teach kids. I loved it. I loved them. Um, but coming home, I knew I didn't want to open up a dance studio as well. That was always something I was really adamant about. There's so many wonderful dance studios in Newcastle. I just felt like I didn't need to open up another one. So I wanted to work with kids in some capacity. I just wasn't sure exactly what that was going to look like. So when I did come home, I just felt naturally straight back into teaching. So I was teaching for about four different studios when I came home um, around Newcastle and Hunter as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So roughly when you came back from the, the final contract, back to Australia and I guess this is kind of tipping you into that sort of change in your life, right? Like the new direction. Was that a, a change from, man, I want to get out of this? Like, was that a move away from pain kind of change? Like you was tired of it or was it like, okay, I'm ready for something new, new opportunity. Like we'll talk us through that transition a little bit. Yeah, so I think a lot of people um, working on the ships or, you know, any career you have a maybe a bit of a plan of when you want to stop. And I didn't really have that. It was just more of a feeling. I was um, ready to come home, like I was missing my family and I was just ready for that new, it was more exciting. It wasn't bitter or anything at all. It was just excited for a new chapter yeah. and a new journey. So I feel like, you know, I had done my growing up and I was 25 then and I was ready for, yeah, a new chapter and come home and yeah, a new career, still in dance in some capacity, but yeah, yeah just ready for a change. Yeah. And so talk us through, I guess, that phase where, uh, you know, you mentioned Rod had sort of had this idea of the gym. Yeah. What did that, what did those early beginnings look like for you and, you know, sort of leading into the creation of TMC Kids? Yeah, so it took a little while. I think Rod had the gym for about a year just with the adults. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I was teaching for about four different studios um, around Newcastle and the Hunter and uh, he had requests from some of the parents attending his classes, hey, you should do this for kids. Yeah. So I think it started with one afternoon, you know, he had maybe five and then 10 kids in one class and that was really cool. And Rod hadn't really had experience working with kids before, so it was all really new to him. Whereas for me, it was just what I knew, you know, mm. it was really natural. I had grown up my whole life working with kids. So he said, hey, Ange, do you want to come and help me with some of these kids' classes? So uh, of course I came and gave him a hand and started with one and then it was two and then he was like, can you come and do some more? So one by one I quit one of my days of elsewhere teaching, came and took on another day and by that point, you know, maybe we were only running two afternoons a week and eventually we added three and four and, and that's when it was sort of like, hang on, this yeah. is that something a little bit different but incorporates the dance that I love but also with movement and fitness and games and something a bit different that mm. I think I was looking for that I didn't even know, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it was really happened organically and that was when I sort of expressed interest to Rod into buying into the business and becoming part of it full time and making yeah. it my baby as well. So we, when we owned a gym, we tried to do, well, we did do high school kids for a little while and then we tried one time to do uh, younger kids, I can't remember what they were called, what we called the class. Yeah. And I, for some reason, was in charge of taking like a class within the first month or so. And similar to Rod, no experience taking kids. And these, these kids are tiny, like 
maybe four or five years old, six maybe. And the class was scheduled to go for 40 minutes and I lost all attention within like five minutes. Like they were just gone. I, I couldn't even get the next thing set up quick enough to keep it. But anyway, where I'm going is um, Rod was teaching, I guess, what I can only imagine, a, a, like a class to the adults. And from what I experienced then, when I tried to teach those kids, it was not the same thing at all. And I'm really interested how you came from dance, which, and you had these four different types, maybe four different places, all this different experience. How you created something that, and I'm sure it's changed over time to get to what it is now, but how you went about designing something for someone um, who's very different to yourself, like it's a, it's a kid, right? Um, like, how did you create that? Because it's basically something new, right? It wasn't a dance class, it wasn't a gymnastics class, but it was TMC kids class. Like, how did you do that? How did you innovate it and test it and develop it in those early days? Yeah, well, a lot of um, trial and error, I guess, but I guess Rod really had the idea in that, you know, it was pulling from, it was movement, it was something that could be different, pulling from all different disciplines, you know, into the one class. And I feel like, like the adults' classes, they're very playful and, you know, they got to explore and it wasn't really just structured and it is structured, but not too regimented, you know, it's not too strict, even with the adults, you know, it's, it's fun and it's playful and that's perfect for kids. So already it was, it was just learning to um, communicate with them, I think, in a different way that they understood. You can't talk to a kid like you can an adult, especially in a, in a, a gym class, you know, it's completely different. Like you say with the instruction, you've got to be quick and you've got to probably uh, have more content within a class, you know, to keep their interest and yeah, it's just got to be a bit faster pace um, in terms of, you know, the games and the play and your um, explanation of what you're teaching as well, you know, you go on too long, give them too many cues and things and you've just lost them completely. So I think that, um, and then also me coming in added a different layer with, with the dance as well. So we incorporated some more dance type games and, um, you know, freestyle type games and things like that. Um, so that's sort of how it changed and I could incorporate what I knew and what Rod knew and then each term, yeah, it has changed slightly and it, you know, what worked, what didn't. And we've just, yeah, evolved it over time where, you know, we've got, um, you know, our sort of movement matrix, what makes the perfect mover and we pull from that what is the ideal, you know, you know, from, and, and listening to parents too, what their requests were as, you know, uh, the social aspect of it, making friends, meeting new people, it's really important. So being really inclusive of everybody. Um, skill levels, a lot of kids haven't had experience. Um, and that's fine, you know, they can come in. All the skills that we do, it doesn't matter if they're beginners or if, you know, they want to train three times a week, they can do that as well. It's just work to your own ability, but still have that nice um, environment where they can make friends. Um, yeah, I just think being able to appeal to more people and a broader range of people as opposed to um, dance, for example, is can be really quite strict and regimented and I love it for that. I, I loved it, I did it my whole life, um, but it's not for everybody. So this is why this is something a little bit different. And, you know, same with gymnastics and other forms of martial arts and things like that, you know, you, it's, it's graded. So I guess this isn't as graded or um, levels, so to speak. It's sort of the kids just work at their own level, you know, and us as teachers um, 
guide each of them individually as, as we can throughout the lessons and give them different progressions or regressions as they need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's. Yeah. So the, you know, a lot of times in a business we'll go to something the first time because we need it or we, we, we need a coffee or we need some petrol or whatever. But then we'll come back because of how it made us feel and we remember that feeling. And I'm really interested because the parents, you know, obviously mentioned, hey, you should do this. And there was kind of this need and the kids come in. But, um, you know, it's kind of seemingly different from, say, a school or something where it's like you have to go to school, right? Like you're enrolled for the term, whatever. In this, I sense that um, the kids could easily go, uh, I don't feel like going back or it, you, you have this, um, you're, you're needing to make the kids feel really good and really enjoy this thing. And I think that sometimes from the outside, you look at a kid's program and may not like fully comprehend what that involves, like how to really make it a fun experience for the kids. How did you kind of balance that? Like, um, was it just relying on past experience? But how did you kind of balance like, making sure the kids were having fun and wanting to come back and meeting each other and really enjoying it. Like what was, what is the, how do you sort of do that? Make sure they're having a good time. Um, I guess I, we have done surveys in the past. So like some feedback um, for the parents. For the parents yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I was starting to say before too, when they're, wanting sometimes their kids to come for certain reasons, like they might say, you know, they need to, in for, um, you know, the social aspect, or maybe it's to improve their flexibility or um, to improve flexibility for another sport that they might be playing or, and things like that. So listening to the parents and what they want and what their needs are for the kids. But I guess the best part about it, because there's so much play and games involved, that it's so beneficial for the kids physically, mentally, that they don't even realise what they're doing, you know, because it's all masked with fun. So I guess that's the way, you know, we do it. It's not, okay, we're just going to do five push-ups now and that's it. You know, we can make a bit of a game out of it or, you know, it's usually there's a skill attached to it. So we're going to do some push-ups today so we can improve our upper body strength so we're stronger so we can do handstands, which is what they all want to do, you know. Or, you know, we, we do more skill-based things, which is they love that. And just knowing what they want to do. I know their favourite games and what their favourite skills are to do. So making sure that we do those frequently enough um, to keep them engaged. But I think variety is a big thing as well. Um, I, th I don't know if that I'm biased because I personally like a lot of variety, but I really make sure we incorporate that in the program as well. Yeah. Um, with the skills, with the games. Um, so there is something for everybody. Okay, cool. So then at what point is it, because it sounds now like you're effectively programming and creating this as its own standalone thing like are you doing all the programming now or is it still kind of coming from a derivative of adults as per like day one kind of thing it, um i do most of it however i definitely say okay we're going to sit down we're going to go over the program and um at, at the end of every term i always ask my teachers okay what worked this program what didn't work this program um what do you think we should include more of this program you know it's sort of building them up and yeah, so I, I like to get everyone's input. I don't know everything, and I think it's nice to get other people's um, 
inputs and see what they see, you know, on their days that they teach as well. So we've got about five other teachers that work for us. So it's really important, I think, to get their opinion. And I really value all of our teachers and they've all got their own um, specialties and their own backgrounds in their own right. And I think, yeah, it's really great. Like, we're so lucky to have that. Um, so definitely, yeah, Rod still helps out a lot. And all of the teachers have an input with the programming for sure. Yeah. So I guess from a business perspective, because you built, uh, you guys have built the kids program to pretty big, right? Like it's 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 a real business, and there's a lot happening here, a lot of moving parts. You mentioned five other teachers. Um, I'd really love to know about what you think really worked in that process, because you know if you're listing, you kind of got to see that your client or the, per the the person that you're marketing to and the person that you're serving it's a little bit of a gray area right like you have the parents and then you've got the kids as well so it's like a two-sided thing so what did you find really worked like how do you go about that growth and what's sort of your take on um, how you got the business to where it is today um well I guess there's so many different aspects too so it's like the marketing side of things um, I think living in a small smallish town you know like word travels fast so I think um, referrals and things like that is really powerful um, and that's worked a lot for us um, you know as we survey and we know where all of our leads are coming from and things like that so I think um, yeah just the, the mothers and the dads talking to other parents and referring that way the kids wanting to do exercise with their friends well, that's also a big thing as well um, what else I would think that that um, wanting to do what their friends are doing would be massive. Oh, that, for sure. Yeah, big? for sure. Yeah. Like if somebody's doing it and they start to learn cartwheels or something, they they do it at school and then people want to come. And some kids are just a package deal, you know, they've got a best friend and they do everything together and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So that helps. Um, but I also think too, at the end of the day, like the biggest thing for us is the community that we've got, you know, we just want to make it, it's not just about a class. Like it's bigger than that, you know, yeah. like we want this to be a lifestyle for people and create a place where the whole family can come if they want, you know, and we do have afternoons here where the parents are over there and the kids are over here doing a class and it's so cool, you know, mm -hmm. and I think if you can get mum and dad involved, the whole family coming here, then, you know, that's such a good positive activity to do mm -hmm. as a family. You know, and that leads you to more active things on a weekend. And yeah. yeah, I just think that's a big part of it as well. It's it's the community that we've created as well is what um, keeps people coming back and sticking around. You had cases where the kids are doing the class and the parents are watching and then the parents enroll in the parents class like that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or they've been sitting there in the waiting area watching for a couple of years even and then yeah. finally got the courage to come and it's harder for an adult isn't it yeah. to try something new and I mean you could see some of the talent we've got in here they're incredible and it can be a bit daunting at first but again like like the kids it's all scalable everyone can start from a beginner there's really something for everybody so once they get over that and they've come and they've joined you know an anti-fragile class in the afternoon yeah it's really cool. Awesome. Um, you do like you've also got kids' birthday parties. Yep. Uh, I've seen some pretty epic like Halloween stuff, Christmas events. There's always things that are on the horizon and coming up and a lot for the kids. Also, I know that you do 
you've gone out to schools and gone out externally to TMC as well, outside of the walls and um, festivals, things like that. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. Like what's, uh, is that to just because you love to do it? Is it to grow the business? Has that been helpful for you? Is that a major part of the TMC Kids business? I guess all of that, let's kind of call it extra stuff. I think um, it's definitely a great extra form of um, revenue, you know, like it's, but of course we love to do it as well. And it's just spreading the word. It's just, you know, it's great form of marketing, but it's also, yeah, just spreading the word and, of movement and what we love to do. And yeah, we've been really lucky to get invited to some um, like events and things like that around in Newcastle and, but yeah, also some schools up the Hunter and locally as well. So that's been really awesome. And it's, I guess, another thing with, with the space and usage of our time, we're, we're at capacity with sort of the amount of classes we can sort of put on with the kids' classes, like sharing the space with the adults, you know, so that's sort of it. So it's like, what else can we do? So using our time during the day wisely. So that's where schools come in, it's perfect. And most of the schools want you to go into school and teach them there, which we're able to do. So it's perfect. It works out really well. Birthday parties is just utilising the space of a weekend and it's been really popular. We had so many at the end of last year. So, yeah, just trying to get the word out about those little extra things. But, yeah, it's a good extra form of revenue. But, yeah, just trying to utilise the space a bit better, you know. With sharing with the adults, you're limited with time and especially with classes. You can't put classes on for kids it's too late at night as well. Um, so yeah, utilising the day, but obviously the kids are at school, so utilising the schools, um, yeah, it's great. It's a good yeah. platform and extra. Uh, I had a couple of questions. One was, um, you, you've done a lot of the heavy lifting to build this, right? And I because I can see all the work that you put in day in, day out. And like anyone, when they create or, or co-create a business or a partner in, a, in the growth of a business to get it to really work, it requires a lot of time. And, um, you know, you mentioned earlier how you had maybe 10 months was the longest contract and then that, that's two months not on contract, right? Um, so my question is, how did you one, is that true? Like, did you find that to build this business, what did it take from you? What did that feel like? You know, I guess not being able to have all the weekends free or holidays or just, I guess, a little bit of the behind the scenes as a business owner, if somebody's either kind of getting started and they're like, shit, this is a lot of work or they're thinking about starting and what is it going to take kind of thing in terms of um, showing up and, and continuing to put in the work. Because yeah. um, I, I see your work output as really high and, and consistent and really a big driver for the growth. And so I'm interested what you would share with somebody else who's in that first stage or who's trying to grow something, but maybe it's not quite there. And yeah, maybe just talk a little bit about that, that work output kind of side. First of all, like loving what you do, it definitely helps. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really feel like work if you love it and you know it's for a good cause and it, like you want everyone to know about your product because it's going to benefit them, you know. Yeah. So I think that's, I've always loved what I've done. So that's first and foremost. Um, 
I guess the work ethic side of things, it's like owning your own business, you're always going to be working. So don't think you're going to just work set amount of hours, just constantly on. And that's fine. I, I, that's never really bothered me, to be honest. And funny, I guess, buying into the business in the beginning, I guess I had to prove myself to Rod as well, you know, that I was worthy and that I was serious as well. So I, I did it for a while before I bought in to prove to him, um, you know, that I was really serious about it and that I wanted to make it my baby and my full-time thing and my focus and yeah so I guess that started me off you know working really hard and learning I didn't do any formal business um, degrees or anything like that so that's been really hard but just having mentors along the way learning how and who to ask for help has been really important um, it's okay not to know everything learning that not feeling silly or dumb for asking questions you know, my accountant would know all about that. I ask him a gazillion questions. But um, yeah, I guess just asking the right people, reaching out for help if you need it. And yeah, just being prepared to constantly work and work hard. But again, if you love it, then it's not an issue. Yeah, okay, cool. And okay, my next question is, um, you've got a team of five in, is, is I need six now to total? make sure that I've got five. They're on the wall there. <laughs> yeah, five. Oh no, six. Six. Okay, so five or six uh, people six. plus yourself. We've got six, plus me, and then if that's not even including Rod, so we've got, there's extras there as well. Yeah. But yeah, six main other coaches. So what I'm interested in is like your uh, thoughts around how you've kind of cultivated the. The team, the the culture, you know, um, whether it's upskilling people or keeping people excited or their own development, like do you do meetings or what's a little bit sure. of the technical? I mean, that's been a really big learning curve for me as well, you know, managing people. Yeah. So, um, and I guess it's hard too when you're friends with everybody as well, having to put your boss hat on and yeah. not be the bad person, but just, you know, be okay with telling people if something's not okay or they're not doing something right. So that's been a bit of a learning curve for me, but I think I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, so I guess with our staff, there've been people that have been training here already. So people that we know uh, get the culture, live for it. You know, they're all about what we're about. They get it. Um, so that's helped having to hire, being able to hire people from within already. So most of them have come from already training as an adult here um, and all of our staff continue to train here as well. Primarily, so I think that really helps. Um, again, yeah, it's just been a learning curve, but um, we're all really friendly and get along, and it's yeah, it's awesome. We've got a really cool team, and very lucky. Uh, what are some of the challenges? Like, what's some of the stuff? Obviously, last year was pretty crazy for for yeah. all of the gyms, yeah, in similar sort of spaces. Um, is there anything that you could share or anything that you've overcome with it, that or leadership or the business side like that's been sort of the, the standout learning experience for you over the last few years? For sure. I mean, COVID definitely threw a huge spatter in the works and we were sort of maybe a week in front of, you know, the announcements and things. We were already planning our online platform. So we essentially set up a whole new business in a couple of weeks um, building that platform. So... Um, 
you know, that's been a challenge in itself, but it's something that we want to explore again moving forward. It's a whole other um, avenue to explore and, um, you know, getting that into schools and having an online platform is something that we're working on. Yeah. Um, what else? Definitely, yeah, managing the staff because I think it's so important, you know, to have reliable and trustworthy people, but also, you know, people that the parents are going to sit there and trust teaching their kids as well. So yeah. it's just more than a teacher, you know, like it's an attitude. It's, it's yeah, they have to live it and really believe in it and they all do. So, um, but for me personally, maybe being too nice sometimes or not being able to be so good at um, confrontation and things like that, yeah. learning that for me has been the biggest. With, with staff or? 100%, yeah. I mean, these are my friends, some of yeah. them, and I have to say, you know, I've I don't. Had, I've had that before a number of times. Yeah, I think they call it can, like candor, like being able to come to the the subject quickly and efficiently um, and comfortably, even though it's not comfortable. Like how to do that? Yeah, and if not, uh, sometimes the matter kind of keeps rolling down the. Yeah, down and the it street. only ends up being worse for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so much easier just to say it when it happens and then move on and then it's fine and it's really not an issue any of the time you know it's just yeah. part of being a, a manager you've got to just yeah constantly everyone's we're all constantly learning and evolving so yeah I think yeah having team meetings and things like that as well we um, like to have um, we've had a few sessions where the coaches have come in like I said everyone's from a different background so it's really cool to have training sessions with them where we say okay you're the leader today and you're going to teach all of us something that we don't know and then someone else takes charge and that's really cool so we're all learning from each other and yeah I think that's really important as well I love that um is that like uh on the floor learning mm -hmm. like yeah okay so we'll come in for a session yeah. and we'll pre-frame it what do you think you know a lot about that maybe we're not doing in class or that you'd like to see add in the program um we'd all love to learn all right you're going to teach that you're going to teach this you're going to teach this and we yeah. come in for a training session but get led by one of ours. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And then do you do like feedback after kind For of For sure, thing? we take notes and yeah. and then I work on that to incorporate that in the program and yeah. Really cool. So I guess sort of getting towards the, the later sort of part, because now we're up to speed. Um, I'm interested, you have basically what's a new, it's a new modality, like it's a new thing, right? It's not something that you um, when you're doing the programming and this whole business it's, hasn't really been done before the same. So um, when you look ahead and at future growth or locations or, you know, I'm not sure what your guys are thinking, but how do you, you know, how do you, uh, how are you going about that? How are you thinking, okay, well, are you, are you creating systems? You know, you mentioned the movement matrix. Are you create, as this goes, like all the staff training, you're just creating the stuff and then sort of locking it in as what works, what doesn't work, and then, sure. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's really exciting, but a lot of work, obviously yeah. starting from scratch and building it up. So it's just like, you know, if any new person were to come in, this is how we do things, you know, like that's what we're working on, you know, got to start from, from, from scratch. So yeah, that's been, um, a big learning curve but yeah we're in the middle of doing that and it's good to have started and you know having a team to help you along the way and having other people to do some of those things as well so I don't 
feel like, you know, I'm not doing everything. We're definitely getting better at um, you know, delegating who, who's best for this job, who's best for this and, and working it out that way. But yeah, a lot of that, um, yeah, trying to get that, um, how do I word it best? like the structural things like really down pat so then we can then move on what's the next thing because I feel like if you can't just go to here if this isn't mm. the basics aren't done yeah. you know and would you um, say that's one of your would you say that's kind of like a strength or something that you, you kind of you're passionate about the basics no or like, like the the I guess the structure or having the like consistency naturally to me that's why it's I'm the creative and I know Rod's really similar to me so we're just like let's just do it you know so it's like no 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 and then some of the other you know business mentors be like, no, 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 we need to do this first yeah. and then we'll move on to that. Yeah. So definitely have to learn that. That's cool. Uh, is there anything else that you're really big on? I think one thing that's popping to mind is, uh, you know, you mentioned the growth early on and I know that you guys, for the kids, uh, there isn't like a huge uh social media like it's going out but it's far less than the adults and there's still massive growth and so and i love that and I, i'm just interested in like what else are you really big on um that you've seen work really well whether it's sales calls or like outreach or what what else do you what else has helped you and what else is um, working so we've had like open days where we invite whoever wants to come into the gym, like they've been really, really good for exposure. And we do- um, Kids open day? Yeah, we've done it for kids and adults, like the whole family, again, trying to get everyone involved. Um, where we've, you know, we've had food trucks outside, we've had face painting for the kids, we've had, you know, we put on free demos and people jump in. So that's been really good. Um, unfortunately, last year, we couldn't do a lot of it. You mentioned before the extra things that we do. so. Um, for my members, I like to put on um, free kids discos throughout the year. We do free sessions in the park or we might go for a bushwalk or together, like just event and like community days where we can get all the parents together and get everyone meeting one another. But um, yeah, I think like, you know, going to the beach and having a play session out there, people will see that and like, oh, what's going on there? What are they doing? You know, so I think that that's been um, really powerful, which hopefully we can start to do again this year. Yeah. Um, they're always really fun and they love it and I think the members really appreciate it as well but you know they might invite their friends along or again the community just out and about see, sees what's happening and yeah. Yeah. wants to so get involved. Because you have kind of a unique service or a unique product or experience in the scheme of things the more opportunities you get to have kids getting together or practicing you're ba they're basically showcasing your your yeah, business for you in 100%. front of the people. Yeah, it's the same with going into schools and things like yeah. that, you know, it's, yeah, it's good. Uh, is there anything else like that you couldn't think about? I know one thing that comes to mind is a lot of um, gyms that are designed and built for adults think about doing kids programs. Some successfully and many not, and many will stop and not kind of continue. Um, and seeing you guys create TMC Kids and, you know, thriving business and all of these kids and families that are kind of impacted by it, it's really cool. Is there anything that you would say uh, just kind of generally for, for people thinking about it or who have a space or a studio, whether it's... A I think it's, it's bigger and more time consuming than what people think. Yeah. 
I think that's the thing. People that I've spoken to personally, um, some other gyms and things that have asked me for advice and things have said, oh, you know, they think maybe they could just put one or two classes on. And that works if you just want to teach one or two classes. But if you really want to grow it and like nurture it, it needs a lot of time and effort and energy. And I guess that's why it worked because I came on board and this was my, like everything, you know, this was my baby. So yeah, I was able to put in all the time and all the energy into it and take what I had learned growing up of how a kid's business should run. And I took what I thought was relevant and changed what I thought didn't work. And then, yeah, I think time. It means more time than what people think. Yeah. yeah. I must feel pretty good. Uh, th was, there a, was there a tipping point where you were like, you know, obviously the beginning, it was probably flat out, like just go, go, go. But was there a tipping point or even now where it felt pretty good to kind of look back at your story and the teaching of the kids growing up and the dance and kind of see everything linking towards what you've created in reality now? really spend too much time looking back it's always what's next yeah. sort of you know yeah. maybe we should look back a little bit more but feel like you're in your zone for sure yeah. I mean the whole year is like with terms and kids and being busy and things like that, it's like a roller coaster you know like you have your holiday periods they're a bit quieter and then term starts again and then it gets really busy again and yeah so it's 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 a bit like this yeah. but We've been on the roller coaster for a bit now, so we know what's, what to expect a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just more of um, extra uh, groups and things like that that we're reaching and coming in, so external groups coming in, doing some some workshops we want to focus on schools again and yeah. and um you know we had some really great contracts last year so hopefully we're in, in talks again this year so yeah just getting that again utilizing our time well um during the day and, and of a weekend as well and being able to put on some more workshops and things and, and just reach more people really um is probably the focus and of course our online platform try and do something with that uh, I almost forgot to ask this question, but I need to. Um, tell me about being in business with your brother. <laughs> so, funny story. I mentioned before about I didn't. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, you can buy into the business. I had to prove myself. You know, he told me you got to prove yourself. I got to know that you're serious. You know, and I did for months. I'm not sure exactly how many, but it went on for months and months and months and months and. Um, Rod had been warned not to go into business with family and me. Not, nothing to do with me, just family, you know. He had been warned from other business mentors and things. Don't go into business with your family, but we've made it work. I think we're really close and I think at the end of the day, being on the same page, whether we've had a disagreement in a meeting or, you know, it's taken months to come to an agreement on something, at the end of the day, we always make sure we come to an agreement and both parties are happy, you know, and we've got each other's best intentions at heart. So we always hug it out, you know. I think that's important. Work. Uh, cool. I think that's pretty much 
everything I wanted to cover. Anything else that you want to add or talk about? I don't think so. your what's your out of interest what's your practice having had exposure to so much different work dance all the different things what do you like to do now in you know this part of your journey still all the variety I like coming to all the classes and just doing a bit of everything you know I do a bit of running outside um, yeah working on those just a bit of everything I'd like to get to more dance classes, to be honest. I say it all the time, but yeah, it's, we've got a lot of variety here. So I think still for me teaching, it's like my outlet as well of doing that as well. I'm still teaching an adult dance class here, which is really fun yeah. on a Thursday. So that's a nice outlet for me to be creative and choreograph and, and teach them. So that's really cool. Um, I love that. And obviously teaching the kids too, but yeah, I, I like variety. So I like doing a bit of everything. Cool. Well, I think that's it. I'll. Um yeah, I'll pop the little notes into the bottom for people to check out TMC. I'm sure everybody listening, most of them will know about it, which is cool. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Really Thanks appreciate so it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll pop the Angel's details down into the show notes so you can check out her work. And if you have any questions on this episode, send them along, john at johntmarsh.com or you can contact Ange directly, I'm sure. And just a quick reminder, head over to the site. Two new downloads, both are free uh, to grab for small business owners. One to help on your marketing, resonance, and the other to help identify the nine key skills to thrive in small business totally learnable skills so you can start to work on those if you want to help your growth and help your journey that's it for today thank you as always i'll see you on the next episode